Welcome to the Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it. We're here with Chris McGinn, and Chris, this piece, Goodbye David Andrews. I haven't spoken to anyone who's read it who didn't say that it stopped them in their tracks and it just hit them in the gut in, in actually a really beautiful way. I, it, I have to be honest with you. I, this piece, I had wanted so desperately to write about Bruce Fortier, who was a neighbor. And as I said, I kind of, you know, kept trying, kept trying to get it, kept trying to get it. And he wasn't going to give it to me. I mean, I spent a lot of time trying, but then when, when he died and I did decide to write this piece, I was really unsure about how well, how it would be received. Cause it was very different and it was very personal, but I'm, I, I'm really glad it's out there. I think it's a a beautiful story that a lot of people either didn't know about or wondered about. So it was, Bruce Fortier was this, you know, as you know, this very eccentric fixture in Essex that everybody knew about. And he was a marvelous and irritating person. And nobody yeah. will argue that. He I mean, he, was, he was, he was a real, I mean, I can only say this from a Manchester perspective. He was known far and wide as a character, one of Essex's characters. I mean, he was a perennial um, person who would stand up at a town meeting. When he stood up to go to the mic, everyone just stopped and said, here he comes. Yep, everybody settle in, get comfortable. And he was very much an eccentric. And he, you're not going to say this, but he was a neighbor of yours. You you lived, um, so you got to see him quite a bit. And he was always seen with David Andrews, who was something of a sidekick. Yeah. Him. So that just sets it up. But your story on how you were able to get into that relationship was really, really interesting. It was done so sensitively and yet so real. It was very real. You really got that intimacy into the life of Bruce, but through David Andrews, who was what? A, a, a friend. And a, he was almost his caretaker in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would argue that it was a really symbiotic relationship, which, you know, and we'll get to the end of the story. I mean, I think that we can see that very clearly now. But yeah, Bruce was this, you know, this sort of lonely person that ended up, he was a good guy. You know, he'd had people in his life, but David Andrews was someone in town who had severe autism, had been misunderstood. And Bruce, when he met David and heard his story, really wanted to help him and said, look, you're not, nobody's taking, not taking care of him, but wasn't what nobody was watching out for him. And so he kind of got David set up on his own, got, there was some money that needed to be going to him. And as a result, he just decided that, that David could come work. And so Bruce Forte was an incredible, gosh, machinist, mm. uh, woodworker. He had this world mm-hmm. of handy making across mm-hmm. the street from me. And he allowed David to come and sort of work and he would set him up doing things. And that sort of made David calm and you would see them riding around town. And I think what ended up happening was that Bruce obviously gave David a place in this world. And in turn, David was a great friend to Bruce in this sort of odd, quiet way that I don't even know if we can understand, but I think it was, and that's why I say, I mean, I do think it was a love story. I think it was a a friend and love story that was very powerful and they meant a lot to each other. Well, it's interesting if, if, if Bruce was known at things like town meeting as because he was a character and that was often how people would see him or they'd see him at the dump or things like that. I'm sorry, the transfer station. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody calls it the transfer station. Um, Ambient people in sort of local life would see David Andrews on his bike or right. walking on the side of the street because he was a fixture and he was always 
going to Bruce's house to that. work to the shop. And so that's where I would see David nearly every day. Every, every day. And I remember when we first moved, I had no idea what was going on. But when I when we first moved in, I bought a reflective vest because I was like, this guy, yeah. he would, he would, he, and he was, he probably, he was so tall and thin. It looked like it, he couldn't do it. And he would, I sort of said he would ride his bike at this sort of glacial pace. Absolutely. Or we walking in the dark and I'm like, <laughs> he's going to get hit. And, but but what, what came out in the article is, Everybody was aware of this pattern, yeah. but no, a lot of people didn't know why. And I guess what I loved, I mean, the, I needed to write the story because I don't know, because I guess I just felt like I knew it and I needed to write it. And I sort of wanted to honor Bruce and to honor David. But I think a lot of people knew them in isolation. Yeah. And as we know, sort of what, what came to a head is I lost the story on Bruce. Bruce Forte died suddenly, um, like two weeks after I had been talking to him and it hit me like a ton of bricks. What was lost um, and then I would see David continuing on his journey up and mm. down Southern Avenue. And mm. my my heart broke because I really worried about what would happen to him. And then in sort of a cruel twist, you and I were actually having a meeting at the Great Marsh Brewery. And I saw him walking around upstairs, yeah. quietly not talking to anyone. And I thought, he's going to be okay. And then I saw him like a week later at the library. And I thought, okay, it's going to be all right. He's found his way. And then he died. Yeah. And, you know... That's what happens when people are bound together. I mean, we, we talked about it. It's the widowhood effect. It happens with couples all the time. When two people are so bound together, sometimes one just can't live without the other. Absolutely. So. Well, it was a beautiful story. Thank you so much for writing it. Oh, I, it was an honor. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidecar. To hear more Cape Ann stories like these, subscribe to the Sidecar podcast from thecricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform.